We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That'll do it. This is one of those agonizing losses. Nick's got within two several times here in the fourth quarter. Kemba Walker was brilliant with 44. But as Clyde mentioned, the Nick defense coming up short once again here at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Who's the filthy animal tonight? Is it... uh? Is it Evan Fournier? Is it Julius Randle? Is it Tom Thibodeau? Mm, sneaky candidate. We'll see. Um, look, we're this is this is going to be this post game is going to be on one. Uh, I know. I, I don't know exactly the definition of being on one. I have an idea from the kiddo from the kiddos. This post game is going to be on one because man. Is this going to be all over the place and justifiably so? Um, so the Knicks lose, I should say, for, for first of all to the Washington Wizards at home, uh, missing their best player Bradley Beal. Um, the Knicks fall to fourteen eighteen. The Knicks are not a good team. We're gonna have a, there's a lot of stuff that we need to get through, and it's gonna get feisty in here. And I just want to say, first of all, I embrace. Or any and all feistiness. But the thing that I, I do want to say up front, and the first, uh, the way I want to start this postgame, before we get to all the feistiness, is to give credit where credit is due. And Kemba Walker uh, just had one of the more memorable performances that you could ever imagine a player having. Um given the output, given how he did it, given the situation, given the background of this of, of this season, how everything happened, how everything unfolded, and given who he is and where he's playing and what this season was supposed to be and what this season turned into. Um, when you go ahead and you basically prove yourself to be unguardable for the entirety of a basketball game. Kemba Walker, just read it off for anybody uh, listening to tomorrow. didn't see this game. 44 points in 43 minutes on 27 shots to go with eight assists and nine rebounds. Um, I am sure Tommy beer is already on this, uh, but I don't know how many of those games there have been 
in Nick history. Um, I can't imagine there's gonna, there, there has been too many of them. We start with Kemba Walker because there's no place else to start other than with Kemba Walker. But at the same time, by recognizing and, – and, and well, no, I'll get there in a second. By recognizing what Kemba Walker did and recognizing the circumstances in which Kemba Walker did it, in which he was benched, uh, whatever – what was it? 18 games into the season? I, I lose track of things easily in my old age. I think it was 18 games into the season. Um by doing it in that fashion and the reason for his benching, which was, you know, ostensibly we want to switch more on defense and, and we're going to get more size in there. And like he had not, you know, Kemba had not been shooting well and like, you know, Burks is whatever, all that stuff. That's all great. The benching came because it was, it was just an affirmation. Like, look, we're all in with this, with, with Julius Randle. We he earned it last year, right there on the slam cover. He earned it last year, you know, eighth place All NBA, um, or eighth place MVP, second team All NBA. Um, started the year out, wasn't working, uh, wasn't working with Kemba, wasn't working with Fournier. So, what do we do? We pull the plug on the guy making two years, uh, nine million dollars a year because it's the easiest move. because you improve on defense because Kemba's six foot nothing. Again, he hadn't been shooting well. Um, and then you go and you try to go and, and figure it out that way. Well, guess what? It didn't work. And you pull the plug on something that now quite clearly over the last three games, there's a reminder that, well, you plug, pull the plug on something pretty good. And um, he's, he's come back with a vengeance. And everything. Everything else about this team gets called into question um, because to, to, to pull the plug on the guy who you got in the, after 20 games, because um, he had sat out a game. So that's what it was. It was 20 games and he had sat out one game. So he played 19. Um, to try to get Randall going and then Randall doesn't get going. And then you, you, you see a game like this where you have one guy who's instant offense and then you have another guy which, you know, what were Randall's final numbers? 10 for 22, 23 points, uh, over five from deep, two assists. Like, I don't really care. He, you know, it's like, it's not working, right? It's not working. Randall hasn't found it yet. It really does. It makes you think. It makes you think about where does this team go from here? What are the questions that get asked in, in, in behind the scenes? Um, because there's no question right now which way the team looks better. It looks better with the offense through through Kemba Walker instead of through Julius Randle. Um, Evan Fournier obviously also was a punk in this game. Um, Julius Randle, I don't want to put all the blame on him because he actually – he was – Julius Randle played like an MVP tonight compared to Evan Fournier who had one of the worst games I've ever seen in Nick play, and I don't think that's the first time I've said this about him this season. He was an absolute atrocity. And it was an embarrassment. And I know he played 38 minutes because they were shorthanded. Quite clearly, Quentin Grimes was not ready to go, despite what Tom Thibodeau said ahead of the game. Um, the Evan Fournier thing has not worked out either. So there's questions all around. You gave all the money to Fournier. You invested in Randall. Um, you benched Walker. All are questions. 
And they're questions that go on the front office. They're questions that go on the coach. They're questions that go on the best player. Again, ostensibly the best player in Julius Randle. Nothing but questions. Um, and then on top of all that, you have a defense who, again, yet again, shat the bet. Playing a team in Washington who has been uh, struggling, to put it politely, over the last three to four weeks. Um, they have been a bottom six or seven net rating team for at least three weeks, and I think more than that. They have won three of their last 11 games. They are they have not been playing well. And, oh, by the way, they're missing their best player tonight. And what do they do? They come out tonight and they shoot 42 of 75 for 56%, um, 16 of 37 from deep for 43.2%. They get to the line 32 times. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't have any complaints about the refing tonight. It was just, you know. Uh, Knicks didn't stay in front of their, their men by and large. And this is everybody. Nobody stayed in front of their men. Nobody played good defense tonight. Not a single Nick played good defense tonight. Um, they lost their identity. And again, I've been a, uh, Tom Thibodeau defender all season long. There comes a point in time where, you know, I know they're shorthanded. I know they're missing their better defenders, but you know, they're just, there's not that extra effort. And if, if players are not giving the extra effort, obviously it goes on the players, but it also has to go on the coach a little bit because at some point, the reason why we gave Tom Thibodeau coach of the year last year was because he got more out of guys. He made guys play harder. He found something in Julius Randle that forced Julius Randle to look within himself and say, I'm going to be the best of, of what I can be and defend my ass off on every possession, almost every, most possessions, you know, and he did that across the roster this season. Julius Randle is not defending. Uh, Evan Fournier is not defending. Um, you know, Kemba's small. He does what he can, whatever. Mitchell Robinson, after the best game of the year, came out and whatever. He was fine, maybe, if I'm being polite. Um Alec Burks didn't have a, a, a he, he, but again, Alec Burks at least tries. And again, I'm naming guys who these are not good NBA defenders, but that extra something that was there last year, he's not getting it out of these guys. And again, I don't even blame Tibbs completely. The front office brought in Evan Fournier. And for as much as this season goes on Julius Randle for a lot of reasons, and oh boy, does it go on Julius Randle for a lot of reasons. Not, not being willing to be more of a finisher and not handing off the offense to Kemba Walker until now. Just as much it goes on Evan Fournier, who has been an absolute, absolute fucking disaster. An absolute disaster. Unless he wants to not be a disaster. Which, you know what? Fuck you. You To pick and choose when you're going to suck ass and when you're not going to suck ass. That was an embarrassment tonight on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, and it's like, it's not going to matter because he just had three straight games that are good and his efficiency's fine and like, blah, 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 blah. I I, I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. I mean, as, as far so I just see, a, and I'm going to get to the super chat comments right now. Uh, Tibbs playing Taj at the four with Robinson rather than playing Obi. I'm not going to get crazy on the OB minutes for the pure reason that he's, it's his first game back from COVID protocols. And we don't know. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. Obviously they said before the games, Grimes is a go, Toppin's a go, 
Grimes didn't play at all. Toppin played the amount of minutes he played. I have to think those guys were not yet fully right. Um, we'll see what happens next game and the game after that and the game after that. Um, I was apoplectic when he took Obi Toppin out in the fourth quarter. Julius played well after he came back in for the most part. Uh, so I don't think that's why they lost the game. But, you know, there's just a lot wrong with this team right now. There's a lot wrong with this team right now. And they're missing a lot of the guys that have made it good. And that shows, unfortunately. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Uh, this is a really frustrating loss. Kyle, I'm so tired of people defending Randall. I was one of them, and I'm getting tired of it. Get the fuck out of New York. He isn't built for it. Offense turns into pounding the ball. ISO with him. It's sickening. Free Obi. I mean, there was a few moments there in the in the uh, I think it was the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter it was when it happened, where you had Kemba Walker, Damian Dotson, Alec Burks, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and it was like a dream. You had a couple finishers. You got guys guys who fly around, guys who you know can defend in their own context, Kemba running the show, got a couple shooters on the wing, put the ball on the floor. Hey, that looks fun. Doesn't happen when Julius Randle's in the game. You know, just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I'm not going to begrudge anyone who has that position tonight. Uh, Chad Cohen, having Julius and Fournier on your team is the equivalent to playing against Kobe and Shaq every game. Wow, that's pretty aggressive. But Kemba was awesome. No uh, Hashtag no Julius accountability. And again, Chad, that gets into what I was talking about before, about, about Tibbs. There has to be some accountability at some point. And there has to be some accountability for Thibodeau for not holding Julius accountable and not holding Fournier accountable. And the reason I, I, I am going to quickly give a caveat to that is because – you cannot bench those guys because of the contracts that they're signed to. And I would assign Julius to that contract. And quite frankly, I would assign Fournier to that contract. The Fournier contract has turned out to be bad. I agreed with the front office when they made the decision. Turns out I was wrong. Turns out they were wrong. Um, doesn't fit with this team. And Julius, I mean, never in a million years did I think that he would come out and give this sort of performance this year. How much How much is, is Tibbs able to hold him more accountable as the highest paid player on the team and the foundational bedrock and the whole thing that we saw after last season. I don't know the answer to that question. I've never coached in any fucking level, but I do think there has to be a little bit more than, than what we're seeing. Um, and again, I, I, I never mind Julius missing shots. I don't even mind the occasional Julius ISO. It's what happens at the other end and the effort overall that I mind. Uh, Kevin Wilson it is infuriating that the Knicks wasted that performance from Kemba Walker because they didn't want to play defense. Yeah, they wanted to play defense in the fourth quarter. They wanted to play defense in the fourth quarter for sure. If there was too little too late. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, Ryan Huang. Frustrating loss. Say that again. Shout out Kemba walking bucket. But with him starting again, the lack of defense in the starting lineup is concerning with Evan Fournier and Julius Randle. If you had to make a change, who's next to sit? So, like, you know, you're if you're lucky enough to have a guy like, I don't know, Kawhi Leonard, who's one in a million, where he's the best offensive player, or he's the best defensive player in basketball, and he's one of the five best offensive players in basketball, that's great. 
most of the time you're not going to get that. Most of the guys, you know, just throughout NBA history, your best offensive players are often not your best defenders. Um, you know, Will Chamberlain was knocked for his defense. I don't know why that came to mind of all names. Um, and if you're getting offensive production, you deal with the with the lack of defense on the other end. It's you know, it's like Dame, right? Dame's never been a good defender. You don't care because you're getting that level of production. The reason Julius's defense has been so frustrating this year is because he hasn't given you the offense. And it's why tonight was Kemba a good defender tonight? No, Kemba wasn't a good defender tonight. He tried. He does what he can. It didn't it, it, it was you know it wasn't enough because he's he's not he just doesn't have that in him. Um, when Julius is going to play like this on offense and then defend like that, that's the problem among many. Who's the next to sit? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, I've said a few times I'd love to see what Grimes would look like in the starting five. Um, he defends his ass off. Um, maybe Grimes and RJ together next to Kemba and Julius because you can't sit Julius. I don't know. But then again, I like how Kemba looks with Fournier. But then again, I think Fournier can operate pretty well off the bench. I don't know. Um, they have to figure something out. Uh, forgotten NYC prime examples of why Kemba was benched in the first place tonight. Back backcourt of Kemba Fournier can't guard a trash can. Couldn't get a stop down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's a that is a roster construction problem. Um, it's a roster construction problem because Fournier has not brought it on defense. For uh, Julius Randle has not brought it on defense. Um, the centers have been inconsistent. I didn't think Mitch was very good tonight at all. Um, the centers cleaned up a lot of messes last year. We saw what happens when Mitch is more on his game on defense in the last game. We saw what happened tonight when Mitch isn't on his game on, on defense. Um, so what do you do? You bench Fournier? Maybe. Um, he's been so maddening, maddeningly inconsistent on defense that maybe that's the move. Um, you know, and again, we're like hemming and hawing about a team that's four games under 500 that most people outside of New York thought would go 500. Like these are the issues that a lot of people thought the Knicks would have. But I think, you know, most of us and certainly us in this, in this post game thought that they would make up for some of the issues that they would have in other ways. And they haven't because guys that you thought would do certain things on offense have not done those things. Uh, Anthony six though, what's a better chance to win great night from Kemba or Randall uh, Kemba, I think. Can they share a great night? No. We've seen no indication that they can. Kemba's amazing night being a loss feels like an issue. Yeah, I, I'm not – I to me, it's a guards league. It's very simple. It's a guards league. When Julius Randle dominates the offense, for that to work, he needs to hit every or most tough shots. He needs to hit so many tough shots – and he needs to draw doubles so consistently. And he needs to make the right pass out of those doubles almost every time for that offense to work. When you have a driving guard like Kemba and a guy who could still manipulate with the dribble and has that handle and could still hit a step back three, it just becomes so much easier to run a functional offense than running an offense through your power forward who's like not that great of a passer. So, yeah, I'm going to side with a uh, better chance to win when Kemba's having a great game. All right. Yeah. We got tips. So. I have a feeling this is going to be quick. We didn't have control of the ball. Uh, 
hopefully they have stance and vision on a weak side. So it's going to be hard to win like that. He is uh, not happy. They played, played a monster game, but you know it's you, we came out with a loss, so it's, it's a shame to waste that type of effort uh, with a game like that. But you know, when you're shorthanded like we are right now, we can't afford not to play with great intensity on every possession. So uh, that's where we are. Yeah. You know, just because, you know, the speed of the game with, you know, with when they had uh, Holly and Dinwiddie in together, you know, so uh, we got to look at it. And then we have foul trouble. We're trying to navigate that as well. And so, um, you know, just searching for things, someone uh, matchup wise that could, you know, get us going. So. And they, you know, that's one of the things that they do with their switching, and, and that's where you got to be careful not to turn it into an isolation game. And you got to keep it moving, and or when you get the penetration, is to spray it out. And so, um, you know, that that's that's the big thing. And I, you know, I want to take a look at the film. I thought, you know, we we did had some sequences where we had great movement and we missed wide open threes, and so. They did, but they also lost the game with defense. You know, uh, I'm hopeful, but, you know, we have to be realistic and, you know, see what happens tomorrow. You know, try to get in there and, and get some work done, and and uh, hopefully we'll get some bodies back. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was uh, sort of – it was clear late in the day, and so you didn't have a chance to go through – I have a feeling this you know, is Doc Brown's or anything. So, you know, we wanted to wait another day to just to get him in the gym. Yeah, you know, and we again we were searching. Uh, Question about Dawson. Know, like, uh, uh, Daniel was late. Uh, you know, uh, a, a late addition. So we, we it was good just to get him in there and get a look at him. I thought Doc gave us some good minutes, and he's a little more familiar having been here and around the guys. So uh, that's the way we went. But you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts right now. But there's a lot of moving parts for everyone, and it's all about how quickly can we adapt. Yeah, thank you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let me get back. Brian Benjamin, there are so many issues with this game. Yes, there were. Kem a great game, but he and Evan can't stay in front of anyone. Uh, Randall looks like a bad contract. Tibbs playing Dotson over Grimes, punt the season, John. Uh, well, Tibbs just ad- addressed Grimes that he didn't feel comfortable getting him in the game. And, uh, you know, Dotson played good minutes. Dotson wasn't the reason they lost this game. I thought Dotson was fine. Um, as far as punting the season, uh, you can't do that yet. It's It's 32 games. They're bad. They're four games under 500. They should like. They have no business being 40 games, four games under 500. Um, I don't even know what punting the season would look like, to be honest with you. Um, right now, I like, the, like you're gonna say, okay, sell off Randall, sell off, you know, Julius. Like, for what? No, who wants who wants those players the way they're playing right now? What are you getting for those players? Or what do you have to give, you know, to get off those players? Like, you, you know, you can't you can't just, like, bench a healthy guy like Fournier, um, you know, 32 games into a season or anything like that. That's that's not a realistic thing. Um, I do think, that, you know, leaning into playing the kids more moving forward, I think that's fine. I think exploring trades for, for like, Alec Burks, see if you get a first-round pick to a contender that wants him, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, all that stuff is fair game. But I just don't know how much they could really do right now. Um, so Barry, we missed his super chat comment. Um, happy holidays, John and the KFS crew. Thank you, Barry. Um, everyone should subscribe to your newsletter. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, hope Deuce is back soon. That's who they need right now. Um, yeah, I think Deuce solves a lot of problems for this team. They certainly could use Deuce tonight. That goes without saying, um, you know, with Kemba, you know, I think the teams in Charlotte kind of laid the blueprint for Kemba. You try to surround Kemba with defense-first players, and um, you see where that gets you. And unfortunately, the defense-first players that they surrounded Kemba with in Charlotte weren't good enough offensive players, which is why those teams were always kind of like, you know, not playoff teams or like first-round ads. Um, there, there's a ceiling where, you know, when Kemba's your best player, I just – I just want to watch some entertaining basketball at this point. And I would like to make a a little bit of a run this season still. I'm not all in on the tank yet. So I understand Kemba is not perfect. Um, But 
like, I think you have to honor the season and do what's best for the season. And what's best for the season is to play through Kemba um, and figure out how to defend well enough around him. And they're not doing that right now. And they, did, they certainly didn't do that initially, which is why he got sent to the bench. Also because he didn't play well enough on offense, but he didn't play well enough on offense because it wasn't being featured. And we learned that Kemba needs to be featured to, to really, you know, be Kemba. Um, a lot of moving parts, a lot of complications, no easy answers. From uh, Hush Shoe, I think this is the um, comment maybe that we missed. On a serious note, Knicks need that glue guy. Houston, Ariza, Mikal Bridges type. I think it's time to try Evan off the bench. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, yeah, they, well, they should have drafted Mikal Bridges. <laughs> How about that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think they have, like, RJ could be that glue guy. Like, everybody wants to, you know, the, I shouldn't say everybody. There are certain people out there who want to paint RJ as some sort of a star. How about RJ just leans into being, like, Mikal Bridges? Be that, be that guy. You know, um, Grimes could be that guy. Why can't Grimes? Um, why can't Grimes turn into that? I don't know. Um, oh, here we go. This is the other one from Hush. Man, that Wizards player Julius Randle, the only one who could stop Kemba. All credit to him. Hope he can make an All Defense team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Julius. I mean, look, Julius got some possessions there. I think it was at the end of the. At the end of the first half, um, taken away from Kemba, that's fair. I, I I thought, like, Kemba got his looks. Could he have gotten a few more? Absolutely. Did he kind of run out of gas there towards the end? I think so. Um, for me, again, I'm, I'm, most of the blame for Julius is, again, just like your teammate is having a legendary offensive game. Make an effort to, to have the best defensive night you've had all season at the other end. And get back in transition every time. And don't fucking pout when you get a call. And like, yeah, don't ISO. Like, it's just, it's a, it, Julius is in a bad place right now. He's in a bad place. That's all. We'll just say that. Um, and then from Matt Smith, embrace the bait. Will Julius go down as the worst player ever to make an All-NBA team? No. No, he won't. Um, David Lee made an All-NBA team. I, I was reminded when I wrote about David Lee for today's newsletter um, and, and other bad players. Uh, MC's audio, another super chat here. I'm about to tell the FBI that Julius Randle was at the Capitol on January 6th. That's a bad joke, but funny. Um, Brian Benjamin, OB plus a good play equals a sub for Randle. Um, what do you call it? Um yeah, we, I, I think I think comparing Julius to domestic terrorism is, is a bit much. Um, Brian Benjamin, Brian Benjamin again. Ob plus good play equals a sub for Randall. Um, I was surprised he took out Obi when he did. Like I said, uh, I thought Randall played his best minutes of the game after he came back in in the fourth quarter. Would I like to see Obi for more minutes? Yes. Would I love to see Obi run with Kemba? Um, for extended period of time, absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. Um, we got another one from Steven Cordero. What's going on, Steve? Ultimately, Tibbs may have taken a bullet for Randall in benching Kemba because Randall can't play with Kemba. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. 
Randall's the next number one problem and it can't be ignored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, a guy who made his bones last year making really, 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 really hard shots is no longer making any of those shots. And this is what happens. Because now he's into his own head and now it looks ugly. And now the whole thing. Um, it's all bad. It's all bad surrounding Fournier, but or for, surrounding Julius, but I, I subliminal. Um, but f- like Fournier's, like again, Julius wasn't the worst player tonight. It was Fournier. It was by far it was Fournier. Um, and it wasn't just them. The defense was bad all around. Nobody played good defense, which gets me back to, you know, Tibbs is Tibbs is up there looking pissed off. Um. Uh. And I get it, but at a certain point in time, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say, I don't think guys are tuning him out. I think there are players who are still bought in. A lot of those players are just not available right now because they're in protocols. Um, Jeremy Chase. I now realize why Fournier is my least favorite Nick. He plays like 37-year-old me in pickup. Bomb threes at a low percentage, turnstile D, and mild cardio. He sucks. Uh, the only thing I'll push back on is the bomb threes at a low percentage. He shot threes okay this year. The percentage is fine. Even after tonight, the percentage is fine. But, like, he's an offensive player that has, like, decent offensive numbers who you watch him and you realize, like, oh, that guy's not a helpful offensive player by and large. He has nights where he's helpful on offense, but when he's not helpful on offense, he does nothing to help you, and it takes him completely out of his game. He is easily the most frustrating player and my least favorite player on this team. Like Julius, at least I have some sympathy for because he did a thing last year, and he tried to adjust from doing the thing last year, and he hasn't been able to adjust, and now he's in his own head, and he is is it is taking out his spirit on the other end of the court. Like I at least get that. Fournier is just, I mean, my God. Um, From C.T. Pittman, my main man, C.T. Pittman, it's sickening to take these losses that should be wins. I'm not going to name names, but we all know who the culprits were defensively. Listen, we we can name names here. I'm all for naming names. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's hard to talk about. Forgotten NYC, these are the games I wish Tibbs had a longer leash on Randall. Just painful basketball to watch late in the third when we couldn't score. I think you mean I wish Tibbs had a shorter leash on Randall. Um, When we couldn't score, Obi came in too late. I completely agree. I was sitting there watching the third quarter, and I'm like, where is Obi Toppin? I didn't get it. I think this is this is easily the most frustrated I've been with Tibbs all season. This game uh, from Sean Ford. I've never wanted to trade anyone as much as I want to trade Julius Randle. He is a horrendous losing player. We should not be all in with him. Well, they are all in with him um, for one. Um, I, I certainly don't blame anyone for wanting to trade Julius Randle. I brought it up. A couple of weeks ago, um, and I've I've gone back to the notion a couple of times. I do still think that the best 
short-term and long-term option for this team is to get him right. I'm Trust me, I'm as frustrated with Randall as anyone, but you have to get him right. There is no path forward for this team that, that is a good path that does not involve getting Julius Randall right. I want to be very clear about that. No path. So everybody wants to be done with him. Everybody's frustrated with him, the whole thing. He's not in a good place right now, and that's really frustrating, and it's it's okay to be really annoyed with him after these games. Obviously, I'm fucking beyond annoyed with him. But they there is, again, they have to get him right. They just don't have a choice. They have to get him right. There's no magic trade. There's no magic anything. Um, WG. Um, at what point does he just lose the locker room first? Oh, at what point does Tibbs lose the locker room? First the Kemba stuff, now no one giving extra effort on D doesn't look good. If he says effort plays, he's not keeping his word with Randall and Evan. Um, again, it's really complicated with those two players because uh, Julius Randall is the is the quote unquote heart of your team. You just you just gave the man. You cannot stick a guy on the bench and and relegate him to twenty minutes a night or 25 minutes a night, who you just gave $117 million to on top of this year. You can't do it. I There has to be more accountability behind the scenes, and the fact that either there is no accountability behind the scenes or, or the accountability behind the scenes is not working, I, that's the criticism of Tibbs, and it's 100% valid. I don't think he's lost a locker room, does he, at some point with what Kemp is doing? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think everybody, I think there's a lot of smart guys in there. I think everybody kind of knows what's up. But at the same time, Kemba seems to be a good leader for these young guys. You know. I don't know. I don't know. As far as Evan, again, three fully guaranteed years. It's a bad job signing him. Um, Jason M. What's going on, Jason? How you doing? If Tibbs doesn't have the balls to bench Randall, then he's got to go. This was a must-win game, and he blew it by keeping Randall and Fournier in. You know, the Fournier thing, he played a lot of minutes tonight. He played uh, played 38 minutes. Um, Dotson played. Where's Dotson? Dotson played 16 minutes. They gave House a look. He played three. Um. Should he have sat Fournier more? Yeah, I would say so. But at the same time, you're just kind of – you hope that the players – like, I'm pretty sure that Fournier, if I had to guess, when he wasn't playing in fourth quarters and the whole thing, was probably really frustrated and it's like a vicious cycle. He's like not playing as hard as he can be which leads to – like, don't forget, there was a big stretch of games where Tibbs was not playing in a lot of minutes. He played him a ton tonight. They were also shorthanded. What happens when they're not shorthanded? That's why I don't know that I'm going to kill Tibbs for playing Fournier as many minutes as he played him tonight. Um, the Randall-Obi dynamic, again, similar thing because Obi's just coming out of protocols, but um, – 
It's fair. It's fair. Um, Ab- Abdullah Diallo, I'm here for <laughs> Macri channeling his inner Schwinn. Yeah, you know, it's just guys are not guys are not playing to the level that they need to play. And um, at some point, you know, everybody everybody has to accept that blame. Okay, nobody's without blame after you give up 124 points to the Wizards. Nobody. Um, from Emil Balansor, the 50-50 balls we were getting last year are legit non-existent. The 50-50 balls costed us today, and not to mention the atrocious defense. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, you just made me think of. <laughs> you just made me think of to look at uh, the, the the game. So Wizards eight fast break points tonight. The Knicks had zero. Uh, Wizards had six blocks. Knicks had one. Wizards had four steals. Knicks had two. This number's pretty good. Not defensive number, but a number, another number. Wizards had 30 assists. Knicks had 17. Um, the only thing I'll give the Knicks credit for is they did have 14 offensive rebounds to with the Washington's five. So the rebounding was not terrible. Um, everything else was. So there you go. Um Cassius Clay, great name. Randall and Evan are hard to watch. Randall got booed. We see it. Does Tibbs? Oh, I mean, uh, listen, it's not a question of whether Tibbs knows what's going on. It's a question of what can he do about it and what should he do about it. Um, and I like Dotson, but playing over Grimes, again, I don't think um, – I don't think – like again, it was said that Grimes was available. Was he really available? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, apparently not. Uh, so this is from U2B. Macri, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Tibbs is the issue. Lack of adjustments, play Dotson over. I don't know why everybody keeps going back to this Dotson over Grimes thing. Apparently, if Tibbs says Grimes was not ready to play, then Grimes was not ready to play. Kept Fournier and Randall in way too long. Shake my head. Come over to my side. I'm not going to come over to your side because, like, again, we're sitting here bitching and moaning about Tibbs. Every, every fan base that loses a game, like, bitches and moans about their coach. We're not unique, you know. Is is Tibbs having an issue getting through to guys? Yes. Has there been a lack of buy-in this year that there was not last year? Yes. Um, is that solely on Tibbs? No. Is it ultimately on the players? Yes. Is it partially on the front office? Yes. Um can Tibbs do better with minutes and rotations? Yes. But at the same time, to pretend like there are not reasons why Tom does the things that he does is silly because there are always reasons for thing, for why he does what he does. They just have – they did not work tonight, and they have not worked by and large this year. There are other times when they do work, and they worked a hell of a lot last season. To me, until you have proof of concept that, like, this is not a coach who could win basketball games, um, you know, you ride with him. And, and he's been, by and large, much more good than he is bad. I get why people are frustrated with him because, again, it's always tempting to blame the coach. I'm doing it tonight. 
Um, but no, I don't believe Tibbs is the problem. I believe the players who are playing shitty are the problem first and foremost. And then there are other secondary issues of which Tibbs may be one of them. Um, Hush Zoo, uh, I think I got this uh, already. Yeah, Knicks need a glue guy. Um, Charles Yoon, what's going on, Charles? How are, how are you doing, my man? Um, wishing your family a safe holidays. Is, that, I think what, is this Charles Young? Is it time to consider being uh, sellers at the trade deadline this year? We overachieved last year and we have some assets. I think it depends on what people are offering. You know, um, Andrew, get your drink ready. Uh, Lowe mentioned on the pod today the possibility of, you know, Burks is kind of the only obvious guy to sell. Maybe you get a first-round pick for him. If they were to shop Burks and try to get something for Burks, I think I think that's fair. But, like, I don't know. Is that changing your life to get a protected first-round pick or two second-round picks for Alec Burks? I don't know about that. Um, I, and I don't want them to start selling off parts yet. I know, again, we're all pissed off. We're all frustrated. We lost to a Washington team without Bradley Beal, and they made a million threes, and Randall sucks, and Fournier sucks, and everybody sucks, and the whole thing. I get it. It's a team that's been hit hard by COVID. They're missing a bunch of guys. They needed to make massive adjustments, more adjustments than we ever could have foreseen before the season started. They're 14 and 18. It's not time to, to punt the season yet. See where they see where you go from here. I'm not saying like don't play the young guys. Play the young guys. Put them in roles where you see what they could do. You know, maybe start to adjust in that context. Um just because you paid Randall all this money and you paid Fournier all this money does not mean you have to play them a certain amount of minutes. It just means you can't bury them on the bench. Um, but, yeah, there's a line to tell. Um, this uh, I'm not sure where this comment's coming from. I think hope the rotation decisions were based on not being able to play guys who haven't practiced Obi and Grimes need to see time if Jew and Fournier continue to be this bad. Start Kemba and rotation dudes. Um, that's from Kevin Danishevsky. Uh, thank you, uh, Andrew. I was I was like, Andrew texted me something before, and I was like, I forget what it is. And now I now now thank you, Andrew. Um I will say this. It, it, again, this is one of those things where if you want to get if you want to die on the hill of Grimes and McBride need to play the rest of the season, regardless of what happens. I'll, I'll, I'm here for that. That's fine. Um, do I think it's going to happen right away? No, it will at some point, if it keeps going this way, especially. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bad eyesight. Tonight showed we are asking our fives to clean up everything like Gobert. I think I feel bad for Mitch right now. I mean, that's fair, but Mitch's calling card is his, is his defense. If he wants to get paid like a starting center in the NBA, and he literally can't do anything on offense other than be a, a dive man, then you got to be a top 10 center on defense, if not a top five center on defense. And tonight he was an average center on defense at best. I'm sympathetic to Mitch only so much. I just, we're, we're, we, look, we, we get on Julius for the inconsistency and we get on Fournier for the inconsistency. And those guys deserve to be gotten on for their inconsistency. Mitch is more inconsistent than anyone on this team. Arguably. I didn't think he had a great game tonight. Maybe if I rewatched, I would feel differently. I did not feel like there was an extra something that he brought. And for anybody who's like, well, how could we possibly tell that? You know when you're seeing Mitch bring that extra something. It's unmistakable. It pops off the TV screen more than anything anybody does on this team. You know it when you see it. We didn't see it tonight. Um, Kevin, what's going on, Kevin McEwen? How are you? What does accountability look like for a player like Randall? I have no idea, Kevin. I have no idea. It's a great question. It's arguably the best question that you can ask about this team. They're not going to bench him, but he looks horrible on defense with him on the floor. Again, um, thank you, Kevin, for the comment. Thank you for the contribution. Love you, my man. Um, As a reminder, without Julius Randle on the floor, the Knicks have a defensive rating that would be equivalent to the best defensive rating in basketball. I'm going to say that one more time because he's there. I think tonight may have pushed it over a 400-minute sample size. Without Julius Randle on the floor, the Knicks' defensive rating is equivalent to that of the best team in basketball or better than the best team in basketball. It's like a 99-point-something. And that is when I get back to, wait a minute, Tibbs isn't the problem. Because if there's one guy who's fucking everything up when he's on there, and then when he's off the court, you have a net rating equivalent to the best team in the league, and they do. I don't, that to me, that's not, that shows that Tibbs can still coach. He can't, he's, Tibbs, 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 Tibbs' inability this year has been to coach these players and make these players successful together. That's what Tibbs can't do this year. And again, I would challenge anybody who says, fire the coach, he sucks, the coach is the problem. Who the fuck is going to figure out Julius fucking Randall like he's going and Evan fucking Fournier like he's going? What do you want to dig up fucking Red Arbach? See if you can figure this shit out with these fuckbags? Who's the coach? Who could do it? I don't know. From Lunas Emirat, um, I think no RJ isn't being weighed enough. Best solo game by a Nick this year is him. Um, best solo game by a Nick this year is him. I don't really know what you mean by that. Um, and man, Jules has to go. I want to bring in a number one. Want to bring a number one. Um, I don't think he can play alongside. 
yeah, I think all the questions about whether Julius Randle could play alongside a number one are valid. Uh, I, I don't I don't know about RJ. Like, if RJ was here tonight, would they win this game? Maybe. Maybe he hit some shots. Um, oh, best individual performance. Yeah, I don't know. Has has the best individual game by a Nick been by RJ Barrett this year? No, I guess. I would argue that it was – we saw it tonight with Kemba Walker. Um, but, no, that's a, that's a fair argument. Um, whatever. Yeah, I, I'll give it to Kemba tonight, though. Um, overratedness. Accountability for everyone except Randall is how Tibbs' tenure with the Knicks will be remembered, unfair or not. We will have a new head coach in a year and the same basketball problem, Julius Randall. So I don't know. You're kind of proving my. You're kind of making my point for me, but you're also pushing against it. Like, if you have a basketball problem, and like you have to give in to Randall, and you have to figure out how to make Randall work. Again, I don't know. Like to Kevin's point, I don't know what accountability for Julius Randall looks like, because you can't. You can't bench a guy. You just gave four years and 117 million dollars to. And I, and I can't, I can't even blame the front office for Julius because how the fuck were they going to know that Julius Randle would turn into this after the year he had? I, I, I didn't think this was possible. And that he would adjust this poorly to playing with guys like Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. And that's why, like, even Fournier struggled. It's like, you know, Fournier is trying to fit in with Randall and like an offense, it's like, it's all, it's just all fucked up. Nothing's good right now. Like, and that's what, you know, that's what is, is, is that's what makes this sport unique. It's the only sport where like one, all it takes is one piece to be out of, out of whack and the whole fucking tower falls down. Unless you have one of the five to seven players in the league who can rescue you no matter what, what else you're doing. And even then, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. Um. Yeah, oh, I see. Uh, Andrew just texted uh, that you're agreeing with me. Overratedness that the problem is Randall and and not Tibbs. Um. Uh. uh another uh, tweet here. Super chat uh, catching up. Brian Benjamin. Uh, there are so many issues with this game. Oh, I read this before. Kevin a great game, but he and Evan can't stay in front of anyone. Yeah, I got this one already. Who do we got? This is uh, Kemba Walker. And then we'll get to Robert Cross. Yeah, it's tough. I really wanted to win that game. Um, yeah, we just didn't get enough stops, man. It was full-team effort. You know, we could have been a lot better on that, for sure. Huh? No, I don't. I don't think it was the effort issue at all. Um, I don't think it was the effort issue. Um, I just think, you know, a lot of sometimes, you know, some miscommunication. Um, but I even thought sometimes they made some tough shots. Um, they did. But you know, they made good reads. 
know, off the off the pick and roll. Um, yeah, just some some unfortunate mistakes at times. <laughs> It felt great. It was it was it was a good time. Um, I really wish we could have won, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's always tough when you play really well like that and you know don't come out on top. But um, yeah, it was definitely a, a very special night. Mm-hmm. Um, feels good. It's all about the work, though. No, I've been working continuously to, you know, stay on top of my game. Um, you know, some of it just came out tonight. He's being very polite. Oh, super important. You know, he's one of our leaders. Um, he's been playing extremely well. We're going to miss him for sure. But you know, that's the way this league works. You know, guys unfortunately you no know, go through injuries. Um Oh no, Rose, excuse me, Derek Rose. Next man up. No, no, everybody says that, but that's that's just the way it is, you know. Now another guy that gets an opportunity. You know, we gotta we gotta hold it down for for, for for our guy, for our brother until he gets back. So we're gonna try as best as we can to do that. Yeah, yeah, it has been pretty disappointing. Um, especially to our fans, you know, these guys had they've been cheering their behinds off for us, trying to get us, you know, going. Um, unfortunately, it just yeah, it hasn't been going our way. Um, but we'll we'll change it. We'll get there. You know, uh, I don't I don't think it'll happen for too much long. I definitely think we are getting better. Um, we'll change it for those guys. We'll start racking up the wins. Your lips to God's ears, Kimbo. I'm not ready for the season to go into the tank. Not yet. Uh, D Black, super chat on fire tonight. I credit the commenter team meeting CT Pittman Health. I love it. That's a great comment. Um, Robert Cross, not a good game, but I love playback as a Patreon. Thank you. Yeah, for, shout out to anybody in here who's um, was in the uh, Patreon playback game watch, in which me and Andrew and Jeremy were up on stage, um, mostly commiserating about uh, this game tonight. Uh, much thanks to Collins AC and you, John. Thank you. Hashtag fifty three wins, staying strong. I love it. Um, Sean Ford, we lost by seven. One reason the game was lost was when Tibbs inexplicably brought in Taj at small forward. Well, it was Randall at small forward in the first quarter. In seven minutes, that lineup was a minus seven, and Taj had three personal fouls. Yeah, it's fair. Tibbs tried some. It didn't work. Didn't work at all. Um, yeah, that's fair. Critic, criticize, uh, criticism is, is warranted. From Michael Aaron. The amount of people saying fire Tibbs is so frustrating. Yes, he deserves criticism, but he's the reigning coach of the year and is in a shit situation with you and Evan. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's kind of stole my thunder from a few minutes ago. Um, again, it's always tempting to blame the coach. I get it. It's it's the easy thing to do, right? 
Um, coach could always be better. Every game, any coach coaches, they're always going to make mistakes. They're always going to try things that don't work. They're always going to struggle to figure out ways to get through to guys. Like very rarely is a coach in a situation where, you know, it's easy to coach. Coaching is hard. Um, but to say like, you get rid of a coach when the coach has lost the team. I don't believe this coach has lost this team. I think this coach has not been able to figure out how to properly make these key pieces work. And he has to own that. But at the same time, who's doing better? You know? Uh, Jeremy E. Happy holidays, John. I have a million things I could complain about in the Super Chat, but instead I want to thank you and the KFS team for all you do. I appreciate that, uh, Jeremy. We appreciate that, Jeremy. And I appreciate – just take a moment to say everybody who's in here, whether you're in the regular chat, whether you're just watching, um, Super Chat, the whole thing, happy holidays to everybody, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. Um Andrew will be with you after the next game, which will, of course, be after on, on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm taking Christmas Day off. I'll be watching, but not not here afterwards. But uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, from Abdullah Diallo, Jules a great role. Well, now I'm going to love this. I am going to love this comment already. I could tell. Jules a great roller. Why not use that more and play secondary playmaker role and cut the ISO? Tibbs has to hold all accountable, disappointed in Julius. That, that, that is the valid criticism of Tibbs. If you have a player like Julius Randle, who is, who came out of a basketball factory as a pick and roll, pick and, pick and pop, I know he's not hitting threes right now, but big. And we saw it with Kemba and, T- and Randle for a few possessions there. Uh, I forget when. I wrote it down on my phone. I'm not going to look it up right now. If you have a guy who that's what he was made to do, a guy who can get 20 points a night without ever having a play called for him, just by getting in there and getting offensive rebounds, which he could do, on cuts, which he could do, on rolls, which he could do, and, yes, posting up the occasional mismatch, which he could do, and doesn't need a single ISO against players who are guarding him from the start of the possession. If you have that player and you have a guy like Kemba Walker now who is paired with that player and you can't figure out how to convince Julius to willingly lean into more of that stuff, then, yeah, that is on the coach. That's on the coach. That I will give you. That's on tips. You know? Um, again, though, I'll say, like, who's going to, like, who is going to, like, I think Tibbs basically, he made his, he made his bed. His bed is like, I'm going to ride with Julius. And now maybe it's a situation where he doesn't feel comfortable telling Julius, you have to change your game. But it's fair criticism. And it's obviously, you know, criticism of Julius Randall because he's been fucking bad. Um. Really bad. Bad eyesight. What are the Daniel House chances of sticking around over Wayne Selden? I know it's not important, but I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know, 50-50. I think House is a worthy 
lottery ticket. Some people are really excited about it. I'm like, okay, fine. To me, it, it, it doesn't really matter. I think it's 50-50 chance, though. Oh, excuse me. From Santiago Barri- Barrio Canal, how many games left before outing the Julius poster on the back down uh, or put uh, taking the Julius poster on the back down? Um, JK, uh, thanks for the safe place to air our frustrations, as always, Macri. Thank you, Santiago. Um, I really like this poster. Uh, I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, Carlos Matos, how much do we miss a guy like Mike Woodson's underrated point? Uh, (laughs) Sure, Andrew. Um, It's an underrated point. I think they do miss Woodson. Um, You know, still got Kenny Payne, still got um, Johnny Bryant, you know, who will succeed Tibbs uh, if and when uh, he goes the way of the dinosaur. Um, but yeah, I think they miss Woodson. Do you think we need an offensive coordinator? Shout out from Brazil. Uh, shout out to Brazil. No, I don't think they need an offensive coordinator. I think like we've seen what they could do on offense this year. I, I, it's about getting through to the guys and like everybody buying into their role and, and also just guys being better. Julius need again, we keep dancing around it. Julius just needs to be better. Buy in or no buy in. He needs to be better. You know, he's, he's, he's not been good. Um, this is from G fast zero frost, fast break points tonight from the Knicks is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I said that before. It is pretty wild. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, at what point does the sunken cost factor set in with, uh, Fournier and Julius Randall? Not yet. Uh, I, 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 I'm not ready to give up a pick to get rid of these guys. Not, not in a season, not in a season like this. I mean, maybe you get through the year and you want to move them this summer. I don't even think it would take a pick to move them this summer. Fournier Randall's a different story. Um, Again, I'll go back to what I said before. I think they need to get Randall right somehow. Uh, From Robert Boyd. Is there a way we sign Dot for the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I'd kind of rather sign Dot than Daniel House. Um, but again, I've always liked Dot. I thought Dot played them played some good minutes tonight. Um, so maybe we'll see. Uh, Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? Despite this somewhat unexpected down downturn, does this derail any kind of five year plan? I if not, um. What would you consider the success? What would you now consider a successful end of the year? That's the last part's a tougher question. The easy part for me is I don't think that this has derailed any kind of a five-year plan. I think the front office had a very definitive five-year plan when they came in. And I think last season kind of derailed it because they were much better than they ever thought they would be. Um, And then they, they tried to act responsibly while also trying to honor the fact that this is a team that went 41 and 31 last year, it has not worked. I don't think it has derailed anything for them. Um, Although, I mean, the biggest thing that could derail it is like, does Randall go from 
a guy that you probably could have traded for something small and decent to a guy that like you were like, holy shit, we're building around this guy to now a guy like who wants this contract. <sighs> doesn't derail the plan, but it makes the plan harder. I'll say that. It makes the plan harder. Um, good question. From Kevin Danishevsky, what contender does Alec Burks fit on? Oh man, I'd really I mean I think he'd fit on any contender. I think it's a matter of matching salaries. Makes a mid-level exception, so you know, you could trade a mid-level pretty easily. Uh you could bring back something as little as like five million, something as as much as like fifteen million. Uh I think everybody would want an Alec Burks. Um, yeah, Zachary Wasser. What does it look like for Randall to get right? Because the guy from last year was a blip. He ain't coming back. Can the Knicks win long-term with Randall? Um, I, I mean, I agree with you. The guy we last saw, we saw last year is not coming back, but he's not this. Um, I think it has as much to do with being able to like, you know, consistently take advantage of a switch, making the occasional tough shot, um, making 36, 37% of his threes, but more than anything, it's a willingness potentially to accept a new role. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me. Can you be willing to accept a different role? Uh, and CT Pittman, maybe the key to unlocking Julius is for his hair to get braided again. There you go. I like it. Maybe he's like Samson. Um, that's a good comment probably for us to end on. Um, thank you, everybody. We've been here over an hour. Uh, if you haven't hit the like button, please hit the like button. Uh, apparently that stuff matters in terms of like algor algorithms and whatnot. Um, again, shout out to Andrew Claudio for producing. Um, no, I did not read Parrish Duggar. Uh, Andrew, can you pin that? I missed, I missed that one. So sorry, we do have one more comment. And if you're listening tomorrow on the, um, on the podcast version of this, uh, don't forget, uh, rate, review and subscribe. Um, ML Nair, another comment here. If Randall is coasting on defense, in crunch time and slowing the ball, Tibbs has to put pull him and anyone else in those situations. Yeah, I mean, it's tough tonight because I thought Randall was okay when he came back in to end the game. But in general, yes, Tibbs needs to pull guys when they're not, when they're dogging it. I, I Yeah. Um, and then here we go. This is Parrish Duggar. Tibbs' youth, stubbornness, and lack of holding Randall, RJ, and Fournier accountable on defense and hustle has totally ruined this season. Randall needs a DMP. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a Randall DMP. Um, and again, I don't think that's what's totally ruined this season. I think it's, you know, it's a contributing factor. But anyway, okay. Again, thank you for everybody in the chat, Super Chat, anyone who watched, uh, anyone who listens tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to talk to you before Christmas, so have a Merry Christmas. And uh, everybody stay safe and hope Santa gives you everything you want. Uh, maybe even a Knicks win. We'll see. All right. Peace out.